here's a message from Ken Lavica. 12 teams in the college football playoff. Is it perfect? No. Is it better? Yeah, absolutely. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, if the college football playoff goes to 12 teams, you know what? I'm not complaining because it is way more representative of the FBS than what we currently have. It might not keep Alabama and Clemson from winning every national championship, but you know what? At least it creates the opportunity. And that's all I'm asking for. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. On a Friday, you made it, kids. We're here. End of the work week on ESPN 106.3. And at John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal. And so it appears as if we are on the way towards 12 teams in the college football playoff. Going from 4 to 12. Yeah, that is uh, that is significant. Uh, and it, it is the new proposal, is it, is it perfect? No, it's, it's not perfect. I still, and Coquel and I have talked about this on the show before, I still am all on board for a college football playoff that has every conference champion, all 10 conferences with their champion in the playoff. I don't give a damn if it's a 72-3 to game in the first round. I want all 10 conference champions of FBS. I want every team, every conference to have a chance. This is not that, but this is better, and this is forcing a group of five legitimacy that we didn't have prior. I heard Evan Cohen yesterday, commercial free, 5 o'clock, every single day here on ESPN 106.3. I heard him railing against this yesterday, and I will give Evan credit because he has been really, really consistent when it comes to his thoughts on how college football's champion should should be crowned, and uh, he liked the BCS. He thought the BCS should stay. He's still pro-BCS. He has always been about less teams. He thinks the computers were just fine. And that fine. That that is his sensibility. But for me, and I'm in college football, I am in the group of five portion of college football. I am the longtime play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic University, Conference USA. And for me... Being around that program, being around the group of five, being around college football, my biggest thing is that this is, if it does indeed come to be in 2023, and that appears is if that's the earliest that a 12-team playoff. I know, let's that's do it like next year. That's like nine years away. I know, I know. Like It's like when college football teams schedule a home-and-home series in like 2045. It's like, God, am I going to be alive to even see that? 2023? You know how old I'm going to be? I can't do the math, but that's a long time away. It actually, just based on the last year, (laughs) seems a a lot longer. A lot longer than it actually is. Um, but, But let's go through this. The 12-team college football playoff. It'll have six of the top-ranked conference 
champions. Six of the top-ranked conference champions and then six at largest. I mean, Coquel, immediately, you are putting more onus on winning a conference championship by having the six top-ranked conference champions in it. That's that, a good thing. That's the bone for the non-Power 5. Yep. Your top non-Power 5 team is guaranteed to get in. Win your conference. And I'm not consistent on many things, but I have always been consistent in the fact that I think there is not enough attention paid to conference champions. This is going to force that. And in college basketball, I've always said, the conference champion, the regular season conference champion, should always get into the NCAA tournament. I I just hope, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun on your points here, but I just hope if there's two group of five teams that go undefeated, the committee is good enough to put him in that 12. So that is something we're absolutely going to discuss here in a couple of bullet points because you're right, that's a legitimate concern. So It doesn't happen often, but you're, if you're, ever. But if it <laughs> happens, we're going to get another UFC. Uh, UCF. UFC might get championship team, Thomas. <laughs> Josh going to the um, home team. But last year, if this was in play last year, both Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina would have been in the college football playoff. And you know what conference total would have not been included? Uh, the Pac-12. Because Oregon was the seventh-ranked conference champion, highest-ranked conference champion. They wouldn't have gotten in unless they got in as an at-large. Uh, so it does provide some intrigue. But to your point, you wonder if they're going to jerry-rig the system with the rankings, with the college, with yeah. the conference I mean, champions. they control the rankings, yeah. so they can make sure that at least the Power Five so, are all in the top 12. That is still the fundamental flaw of all of this. And again, this is why I've always said, put the conference champions in and then go from there, because it's very easy to manipulate the rankings, and nothing changes with that, and that is why this is a very flawed system. Which is the annoying part, because in 2028, it'll probably be, all right, the Power Five and the Group of Five, and then your six wild cards, your six at-larges. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, basically wild cards. Yeah, right. It's the same thing. Um, But the first-round home games are going to be at home sites. So the top four of the six conference champions are on a bye. They don't play in the first round. It rolls over to a neutral site second round for them. But every other team, so 12 minus 4, 8, yeah. Uh, So the eight teams remaining, uh, they're playing at home sites, those matchups. The higher-ranked team gets to host a game. So you could have in December, in January, like Michigan State, hosting a college football playoff game. Which is weird because the top four teams are then not going to host the game, home game at all. Yeah, they get so, no host. So they don't get that gate, right. that money of a big home game. That's, But I have a feeling that the college football playoff is going to find a way to take the vast majority of that money and the home site, the university, doesn't actually. What it is going to be good mm-hmm. for is that college town that gets to host yes. that first-round game because that's a boon for hotels, a boon for businesses, and something that I'm not sure they actually thought through before they actually put this together, but an unintended consequence. Would you, what about the bowl games, though? So that's where there's... This is the only way, in my mind, this is not going to happen is because the bowl games are going to step in. So the initial thought is that quarterfinals, semifinals, and national championship will be tied into existing bowls already. And you can see where existing bowls might not be thrilled to be on board with this and want to say before this actually gets signed off on, potentially next week when everybody with the college football playoff is meeting. So that is the holdup to this actually becoming a reality. Wait, so you're saying the teams that could get the playoff game, the 
the bowls that could get the playoff game wouldn't want it? or Because I'm more worried about the bowls that now don't get the playoff games. Like the fact that they're having the home games. Why wouldn't they give them to more bowl games? They would They would probably expand what they consider their playoff bowls. But also, too, these bowls are used to being able to at least have a say in what teams they're going to have. But That's not going to be the case. Don't you think you're going to get a big gate and a big draw and a Maybe. big attention because it's playoffs, though? Maybe. But what if you have an Alabama playing Coastal Carolina? I think the Alabama fans will fill up that stadium. Maybe, but I can see where the Bulls... I, you can at least see my point where the Bulls... I don't think they're going to hold this up, but you can see where the Bulls would have more questions than, say, the uh, the ADs, uh, the university presidents, and ESPN. Because ESPN's going to say, yes, that's a lot more inventory. Those are a lot more games. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. So why I, I just think that... I think personally that they shouldn't even have the home games. I think it should be all at the bowl side. No, hell no. I think it's great that it's the home games. I think that that's awesome. I think that the more college atmosphere you can get and you get rewarded for being the higher seed, you do have two conference champions that are going to reap the benefits of being able to play a home game. That's awesome. But can't they just place them? In, there's enough bowl games out there that they can place them close to home so you kind of get that home field no, advantage. Because then that's the NCAA tournament, and that's my one drawback to the NCAA tournament is there's never a good organic college college basketball atmosphere with the NCAA tournament. At least with this, you have an opportunity to have a legitimate home field advantage. I think that's great. That's college football in its purest sense right there. I'd love that. I just want a playoff game at the Boca Bowl, the roofclaim.com Boca Bowl. That's all I want. <laughs> hey, I'm selfish. The way that thing is growing, it might very well get it at some point. That's, all, that's what I want. Some brunch, drinks, because it's happening this year now. I'm changing it. Yeah. I'm moving it up to this year's. So that starts at 11 o'clock. Yep. ESPN. 11 o'clock. I have some eggs, some kegs. Get drunk and watch college playoffs. Come on, eggs, kegs, and kickoff. Ooh, ooh. Now that I think we might have just done it. Eggs, eggs, kegs, kegs and, and kickoff. kickoff. I know that Josh has been bragging. He's got his own like slogan for it. But no, no, no. Ours yeah, but is he, better. He's got a pocket square in his imagery of it all. He's yeah. wearing his pocket square. We're men his, of the people. We're drinking out of a red yeah. solo cup. Eggs, kegs, and kickoff. I'm. I mean, I'm probably it. dumping a beer on my head. Right? Yeah. Like, in that that's imagery, inevitably it, happening. There's a beer on my head, and that's probably going to happen in reality too. December 18th, 11 a.m. at the roofclaim.com. By the way, if we have any input on the schedule, psst, we do. I'm putting us early so we can get out of, out of the way. My man. <laughs> Come, Come on, man. Come on. It's good to be me when I'm hanging out with Coquel, said by no one except me. Uh, and you know what? The funniest part, the funniest part of this entire thing is that because Notre Dame's not in a conference, they can never get a bye in the opening round of the college football playoff. Enjoy your NBC money, Notre Dame. Now, I think that's fine, though. They, they don't play I, a conference championship game. They'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. They've gotten enough in the past freebies that I think they can give a couple back. Yeah, there there certainly is a, a bit of a Notre Dame bias when it comes to college football. Can we get some of that bowl money to fix the microphone? That yeah, just your fell mic on just my face? completely disintegrated in front of you. I'll just hold this here while I do the show. So, so again, more games. That's a good thing. I'm as a fan. And we're speaking about this from a fan, a competition standpoint. And again, will this change Alabama and Clemson winning every national championship? Probably not. It's still going to be wildly top-heavy. You're still going to have Ohio State in it every year. But Kirk Herbstreit made this point yesterday, and I thought it was a very salient point on ESPN about, uh, uh, about why this is better. What does salient mean? Salient? Uh, it, it's, it's very clear-cut. It's a, it is very like a concise point. Yeah, concise, but also sort of mind opening. So why use salient that no one knows what it means? Well, you don't know what it means. 
No. You is you is not everyone. I'm going to put it on at ESPN West Palm on Twitter. Do you know what salient means? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But this was Kirk Herbstreit, I thought, making a very clear point about why 12 was better than 4. Before we go, how do you spell salient? S-A-L-I-E-N-T. Okay, Herbie. I really looked at this as something that Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, it seems like every year we could sit here in 2021, 2022, 2023. Those three teams are in. Who's going to be the one team to join those three teams? I don't know how healthy that is for college football. You know, I I just think that that's something uh, that the decision makers have, have said. This is going to allow more teams an opportunity to compete. If you talk to the players, they love it. Uh, the players are fired up because they want an opportunity to play in quote-unquote meaningful games. And by going to 12, you're going to open this thing up to now. You're going to be into November and even early December. And if you're in the top 20, uh, you're theoretically still playing games to try to have a chance to, who knows, teams get beat in front of you and you could still maybe make a run. Yeah, I think it's important. And by the way, if you've never met Kirk Herbstreit, every time he talks, rock music plays behind him. That's actually a common thing. Um, but uh, he, he's right. Uh, instead of uh, we, us going into every college football playoff season saying who's going to be the one team that joins Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State, now it's going to be a whole collection, a whole cacophony of teams. And this is a great thing. So more games is good. Now, there's the aspect of more games on the backs of free labor and that that's that's not good um but from a pure fan competition standpoint i like it is it flawed for sure and do we think getting back to the original thing that you led us into uh coquel are they going to eventually start jerry-rigging the rankings to help the power five get more at large teams or to make sure that there's always one group of five team only one group of five team uh and all power five conference champions do get in yeah probably but at least this is a better representation of the fbs as opposed to just four teams out of the entire thing getting a shot and in reality one team one team maybe being a wild card each year because you always have the consistent three of ohio state alabama and clemson so how do you feel about a 12 team college football playoff are they overdoing it is it not enough Do you think it should just stay four? Do you think it should go back to the BCS? How do you feel about the 12-team college football playoff now that we laid it out? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Before I fully form my opinion, run through it really quick in a salient way. Okay, well done. That was was actually used in the proper context. All right, 12-team college football playoff. Six top-ranked conference champions get in. Six at-large teams get in. The top four-ranked conference champions get a bye into the second round. In the first round, home sites, based on the higher-seeded team, will host games. Also, you have uh, Notre Dame that is not affiliated with a conference that will not be able to enjoy a bye in the opening round. That is the basis of the 12-team college football playoff. How do you feel about it? Are you into it? Do you hate it? Do you wish you would just stay at 4? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I tell you what, Gators fans, Like based on what you've been under Dan Mullen, I would say, yeah. 
Hell yeah, because you're not going to win an SEC championship. You're not going to beat Alabama in an SEC title game. But what you are going to do is get in as an at-large, especially if you can consistently win the East. If you can beat Georgia every year and you win the East, you're in. You're going to be in this 12-team playoff year after year after year after year. Gators fans should absolutely love this. For sure. I think a lot of the SEC teams should love it. That's my worry, though. It's going to just be loaded with the SEC. Well, that and and that's my worry. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have you're going to have up to four SEC teams in any given year. I could see six. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's too much. Maybe, but that would be really bold to overdo it when you do have the Big Ten as powerful as it is. I mean, the Pac-12 still has some work to do. But me, from a Group of Five standpoint, let let me just talk from a Group of Five standpoint perspective, okay? You have like the American Conference, that's what UCF is in. They're always going to get top billing uh, from a ranking standpoint in the group of five. That's where Cincinnati is. But then last year, like the Sun Belt came out of nowhere with Coastal Carolina. Elaine Kiffin's uh, Florida Atlantic team of 2017, they would have had a legitimate, I think, legitimate discussion about being put in as an at-large, as or being in as one of the conference champions uh, in, in the college football playoff. This is inherently better through every level of college football because, again, it is more representative of the makeup of college football than four teams, power five, all the time, uh, they it, it, that what we've seen in the current iteration of the college football playoff. Last year, when the four teams could not find a way to get Coastal Carolina even within the top 10, uh, or BYU even within the top 10 of the college football playoff rankings, that's when I knew the thing was dead. I knew that it wasn't going to work any longer because it was no different than the BCS. But this, this at least is an attempt this is a chance. And will the Power Five find ways to navigate it? Yeah, it will. But no matter what, the way it's constructed, no matter the plan, there is a much better chance of getting multiple group of five teams in and potentially putting them in a position to advance on through the college football playoff instead of saying, hey, you get one random bowl game that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but you get to play on New Year's Day. Congrats. Like This is better than that. It is. It's better, but why not go all the way to the they solution? Should. They should. Why not have every conference champion make it? Uh, because they don't have the guts. And because You'll they want to make get sure. You'll three ACC oh, and three Big Ten teams in there as the outlaw at large. It, obvi- it, it, it Honestly, it comes down to having the guts to do it. And you still have to couch out to the... Uh, the the major money makers and the major conferences and that gets in the way of that. So I'm with you. Like I think every conference champion should be represented in the playoff. I don't care about blowouts. If you truly want this to be a sport where you're competing for a national championship, every team has a shot, which should be the point of sports. Then it should be that. But this is at least closer to that what than it was. Yeah, I had more teams. It's, for me, it's more fun. It's more playoffs. It's more games that matter even though i enjoy bowl games i've never understood the hatred of bowl games i'm for it it's a spectacle it's good but i also am into like winning a a championship and being the top that's what i'm saying but i think the bowl games are still good yeah it's just football they shouldn't go anywhere i hate the hating on the bowl games because if you don't want it just watch something else why are you mad that there's extra football i'm with you. you more football is a good thing but having an expanded playoff team and again at least the best 
the best group of five is getting in. Yep, absolutely. How do you feel about the 12-team college football playoff? Gators fans, you should love this. Canes fans, you should love this. Florida State fans, you should love this. If you're a college football fan, I personally just don't see what the retort is to I, having a 12-team playoff. I've yet playoff. to hear a downside that makes sense. Yeah, I've yet to hear it. Evan laid out his points in his very concise way, five to six, and you can listen to that on the Evan Cohen Show podcast, wherever your podcasts are found. But I just had to disagree with everything he was saying because he just wants the best of the best. Well, if they're truly the best of the best like he wants, they'll rise to the top and be in the Final Four anyway. So what's mm -hmm. the difference? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And why not put them, put everyone in a position that has earned it during the regular season, or at least the majority, to compete, to actually compete for a national championship? Because it's not sustainable to have Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson in every year, have one team, one team that legitimately has a chance to sneak in, and then that's it. There's no drama in that, and that is very easy to start losing interest in that. How do you feel about the 12-team college football playoff proposal? 888 760-3776 888-760-3776 tweeted us at ESPN West Palm we're going to be joined by Boca Raton product and Colorado Rockies right-hander Chichi Gonzalez later on in the show and uh, when we return I have a bone to pick with someone here at ESPN West Palm and some photographs that he's taken is it me over the last couple of oh, days I thought you saw my phone it is not you it is not you, but we need some creativity from an artistic standpoint here, and he's just not bringing it. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like. college football playoff. I say do it this year. Let's not wait till 2023. Make it 32. Yeah, have some guts. 64. Have some guts. If you're going to do it, do it. No, but 12 is better than 4. Alabama versus FIU to open the playoffs. <laughs> I would pay good money to see that thrashing. As someone who's seen FAU take multiple thrashings from Alabama, I would pay good money to watch FIU take a thrashing at the hands what of Alabama. What would be the worst matchup? Who's like the worst team at this point? Like the Citadel? I used to know that by heart because when I would do high school recruiting for kids, I'd go to whatever the Walters ranking is of the worst teams. <laughs> and I'm like, they need prospects, and that's where I'd start, and I'd climb my I, way up. I feel like Louisiana Monroe is probably in that discussion. What about uh, Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns? No, 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 they're good. They're good now? They're good. Okay. Yeah, Louisiana Tech. I don't know why I'm sticking. No, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, Tech is really good. They have good uniforms. Yeah, Louisiana Tech is. Actually, they kind of stole FAU's uniforms. I think it was probably the other. I think I think it was probably the other way around. Louisiana Tech has a couple of years on FAU from a uh, an existence standpoint. Um, but give me the twelve teams. Give me the twelve teams in the college football playoff. I'm all for it. I think it's good. What do you think? Are you into twelve teams in the college football playoff? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight eight eight. 760-3776. I am also into the benefits of True Freedom Therapy. My good friends over at True Freedom Therapy uh, because they are doing great things for people. They're doing great things for men. They're doing great things for women. But guys, listen to me. And it, this, is, this is a heart-to-heart. -heart, and this is me speaking honestly. As you get older, 
you lose some of that ability that uh, that you had in the bedroom. And uh, it is difficult. I th- sometimes it, it, there's a little bit of a, a mental hit that you take because you're just like, man, that was sort of my identity. A lot of guys, that's their identity. And at True Freedom Therapy, it doesn't have to continue to regress. They can help you because they have soft wave therapy. This is FDA approved. The soft wave therapy, what it does, it's sound waves. You go in for a couple of 15-minute sessions and they are able to restore the blood flow in that region to help you perform, to help you uh, be able to last longer and to sort of reinvigorate your previous greatness. That's just one of the benefits of uh, the soft wave therapy at True Freedom Therapy. It also can help your joints. It can help uh, weekend warriors who suffer from joint pain, help range of motion. There is so much benefit to this. And again, the sessions are just 15 minutes. I got the treatment. It helped me. It'll help you too. Go to truefreedomtherapy.com. TrueFreedomTherapy.com for your free consultation with our buddy Josh over there. That's TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Want to hit Twitter real quick, talking about college football playoff. Jensen Jennings uh, tweets, The only negative to me is having home games for the first round. It's going to be really tough for fans to travel to three different neutral locations. It might be more beneficial to be the five seed instead of the four because you get a home game. Now, as far as the fans traveling, I mean, Coquel, the college football playoff does not care about how uh, how vigorous the travel is going to be and how difficult the travel is going to be for the fans. But my my one retort to that would be it's no different than the NCAA tournament where you're going from your first and second round site to your Sweet 16 Elite Eight site to your Final Four National Championship site. If you have the money, you're going to go. Boosters have the money. They're going to go. And visiting fans who want to go to that home site that's hosting that first round game I mean, the tickets are going to be so super limited anyways. They're going to have their typical one visiting fan section open. There's a good chance you're not even going to be able to have the opportunity to go to that. I think that's a non-factor in discussing the college football playoff. I I want more bowl games. I want them in all in bowl games. I don't like the home games. I, I See, and that I don't understand. Like, you you hold the, the bowl games in higher esteem than 80,000 people screaming and giving a home field advantage. I think for advantage. a playoff game, they'll show up for that, though. They'll show up. The crowd will be packed. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the playoff games are going to be filled again, like you said, with all rich boosters who maybe aren't the screaming fans. I wish that the NCAA tournament was played at least in the early rounds on home sites. That would be much more beneficial because I really, really, really appreciate the uh, the 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 atmosphere the noise that comes with playing in someone's home stadium. I love it, and I love the fact you could have some major adverse weather conditions i mean think about it if if you're playing a home game in south bend or you're playing a home game in fingers crossed champaign illinois or more realistically in madison wisconsin like that could be badass like say usc has to go to madison to play in a first round college football playoff game that's pretty big time no and then fans will whine that they had to play on the road uh-huh. but you have to earn that's, it that's you have the to magic. earn it to get there exactly that's the magic of this whole it thing. is just weird that the best teams are not going to get a home game yeah, I know. I know. I know. It, it it does. If you really, truly want that experience and want to do it for your college town, you may have to pick up two losses to try and get it as an at-large. <laughs> Find a way to get your, uh, your two losses. And nobody should feel bad for Notre Dame, okay? One, because it's Notre Dame. And two, they don't play in a conference championship 
game. They don't want to be in a conference. And they get a home game, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, here's... The, exactly. They're never not going to play in South Bend. So, oh, Notre Dame's never going to get a bye. Oh, save it. Put a sock in that. They do just fine. Okay? They have a bye week because they don't want to join a conference and play in a conference championship game. All right? So, save your tears for the Fighting Irish. Um, I need to... And I, I love the man. And it was really good to be back on the home team yesterday. But Josh Cohen is is doing something uh, on social media that is driving me insane. I have a weird thing for poses, and I get annoyed very easily, in case anybody couldn't tell. But especially in photos, I cannot stand poses that you use over and over and over again and continue to think are cool. And over the last couple of days, both here at our ESPN West Palm offices and posted to his Facebook page, Josh has posted photos of him with several other women doing Charlie's Angels poses. And I can't tell you how lame that is and how boring that is and how annoying that is. Just take a normal picture. We don't need to do Charlie's Angels poses because you're taking a photo with two or three other women. That's not an expectation. That's not something that is dictated by rule. And I've never met anyone who has said to themselves, who's not involved in the picture, Oh, man, that picture was so much cooler because it was Charlie's Angels. No, stop. Like, Josh, I love you, but stop. We don't need any more Charlie's Angels photos. But you know what other photos, and this is unrelated to Josh, you know what other photo poses we don't need? We don't need duck face any longer. I thought that was going to die years ago. How is that not gone? I know, it is continued. You know what else we don't need because it's just pointless and it doesn't make you seem like a badass and that's clearly what you're going for when you do it? We don't need you flipping off the camera when you're getting a photo taken of yourself. That's so damn lame. I used to do that in my earlier days. Because you were immature. And young and probably drunk. Yeah, young, drunk, immature and thought it made you look cool. But you know what? It makes you look stupid. I think I looked cool. Flipping off the camera is just, I mean, it's right up there with the Charlie's Angels no. pose. It does not make you look cool. I'm sorry. There is nothing cool about flipping off the camera. And actually, I put up a poll on Twitter. You know what else is not cool? Did you put this on the poll? Shirtless Taken by your four-year-old. No, 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 no. Shirtless is good if you've put in the work by your four-year-old. Do it. Let's. Let, okay. Uh, by my four-year-old was a little weird. All okay. right. I. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Before but we judge everybody else. My arms are short, so I couldn't figure out a way to angle <laughs> the camera to actually get like the shirtless portion of me uh, and put it on social media. So I needed to. I probably could have asked my wife, but then she would have made fun of me for it. So that's why the four-year-old. I'll help you out next time. I, I am very good at taking pictures and making things look smaller or bigger. You can decide. <laughs> Got some experience in that area. But I did I did tweet at KLV1063, what's a worse photo pose? Duck face, flipping off the camera, or Charlie's Angels? Right now, overwhelmingly duck face at 58%, but flipping off the camera comes in at 29%. Charlie's Angels pose, maybe a bit of vindication for Josh, comes in at 13%. When we return here on Ken Levick Alive, we're going to be talking with Chichi Gonzalez. He is a Boca Raton native, played four years of baseball at Boca Raton High School. Coquel, you coached him his freshman year of high school. That's probably why he's where he is now. And now he's in the starting rotation for the Rockies and pitched against the Marlins last night. And Chi-Chi, uh, good enough to give us some time here today. little and, secret, uh, I was out. the assistant coach on the staff. And this is the head coach was like my best friend he's my son's godfather yeah 
Toma, you can coach up everybody. Just encourage Chi-Chi and just don't try to fix anything. Because <laughs> he knew he was that good. Yeah, didn't don't want me, screw him up. And he didn't want yeah. me to mess up this, anything with it. This kid is a prodigy. He's going to make a lot of money. Don't you dare screw He's him like, up, Don't Coach try to Cal. change anything. Just, you know, be because I do a lot of mental stuff with the kids, too. Like he's like, do yeah. that stuff. Just stay <laughs> away from the stay baseball. Stay away from then. the yeah, exactly. Let 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 someone else let him handle the throwing. Okay, uh, telling you to stay away and not screw up. It's amazing. Nothing's changed from your <laughs> high school baseball coaching days to your radio days. Uh, Chi Chi Gonzalez of the Colorado Rockies, the Boca uh, Boca native. When we return, he's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick live on ESPN 106.3. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. That Charlie's Angels pose, nobody wants to see it, okay? Just because you're taking a photo with women doesn't mean that you have to do the Charlie's Angels pose. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. And by the way, Coquel, got a text from one of the women here at the ESPN West Palm offices who was involved in the Charlie's Angels pose picture in question who said, oh, that was Josh's idea. It was Josh's idea. So see, everybody's already turning on one another because they know, they know nobody wants to see that any longer. I'll also take least surprising things for 500, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Ken Levick. He's Coquel. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. Subscribe to the podcast we have it for you in little tiny bits and pieces every day for your listening enjoyment the number one podcast at espn west palm ken levick alive featuring coquel podcast subscribe wherever you get your podcast and it is awesome to bring on this man who somehow survived being coached in high school by coquel he is a right-hander in the starting rotation for the colorado rockies pitch last night against the marlins chi chi gonzalez the boca raton native with us here on espn 106.3 chi chi I'm going to put it out there because I want us to get this going on good terms. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Tough outing last night, but I want to make sure you're feeling okay this morning. Yeah, yeah. It was tough. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to history, but I gave up three in an inning. Hey. Homers in an inning. But no, I feel good, yeah. Good, good. And if you're going to do it, you might as well do it big. And it happened, and you move on. And and I do want to, as far as that is concerned, because me, if I have a bad show, and I'll I'll be clear, that's most most days, right? And so, you know, you beat yourself up, and it's tough to get over it. you got to have a certain mindset. For you, if you have a tough outing, how long does it take you to flush that, typically? Um, Generally, I mean, yesterday was quick, man. I, I just try to focus on... Uh, you know, having fans there, my family, my friends, teammates in high school, you know, all you guys watching. I kind of just flushed it out just thinking of that, like, you know, I got the opportunity to pitch in Florida once again. Yeah, I was going to say, that had to have been really cool uh, going into last night. How many friends and family did you actually have at uh, at Lone Depot Park last night? I know, I know family-wise, I had about 20, and then I had a bunch of other guys. So that means you probably uh, doubled their yeah. normal, you doubled their normal attendance at the park. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. CG, you know this. Don't let Coquel get you in trouble, okay? I mean, now, I do want to ask you, because Coquel, this is now my professional marriage here. I work with him every single day. You had him as an assistant coach back in your freshman year of high school. Is there anything notable that he ever passed along to you as a coach that helped you on your professional career? So, yeah, I had him in JV, and then I think he helped out a little bit with varsity. (laughs) Uh, I mean, even with Coach Michaels, I don't know. We were young then. Just to have fun, dude. Can I tell you we what? We had plenty of fun. 
That's what that's what Michaels told me I was allowed to do with you. You were good enough where Michaels told me you can coach up the other kids. Leave Chi-Chi's baseball stuff alone. So I tried <laughs> to make sure it was only about having fun with you. Yeah, no, that was that was kind of the whole that whole camaraderie there with the older guys and you know you just play ball, man. They let us do our thing, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, coaching did have to happen. You know, instruction and stuff, but mainly practices were fun, games were fun. Yeah, that's what they did. They just let us play. And uh, that that's that's the thing around here. Like Coquel, you should handle Chichi. You handle Chichi like that. Let me have some fun, okay? Stop like holding when me you, back. When, you, when you're good, like Chichi was, that'll let you have fun. <laughs> uh, Chichi Gonzalez with us here, Colorado Rockies right-hander, hanging out with us on a Friday edition of Ken Levick Alive. Um, so now you're. I mean, it's crazy to think, but you're you're a legit Major League Baseball veteran now. Like this is no longer like the new guy. You've you've been at this for a while. The Rangers and now. With the Rockies, uh, for you, just a kid coming from Boca Raton, how often do you sit back and just say to yourself, "Man, this is pretty badass. This is good." Yeah, for sure. This is like kind of the first year that I feel that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I play baseball for a living. I try to enjoy every moment, every place that we visit. I mean, we travel so much. Um, you know, careers can be so short. Um, but yeah, that's what I try to do. Just make up the most of it, and. Uh, you know, and realize, put things in perspective that, um, yeah, you just, you, you play a game. You know, it's, it's a gift to go to the baseball field every day and, and call it my job, essentially. How hard is it to go through that travel, having a young family at home and just being on the road constantly? Yeah, it is tough. It's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I give a bunch of credit to my wife uh, being able to handle that. Uh, raising my daughter as much as she can. I got to see her that one little off day while we were there. Uh, but, yeah, they'll be coming to see me now in Denver uh, to be living there for the rest of the season. But, yeah, I mean, it's part of it, you know. It's like, I guess, like a military person would do, you know. Sure. They're gone for so long, and then they come back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just something that you got to get used to and, and kind of uh, realize it, that it's going to happen. It's weird because my wife wants me to go away more, and I, I always keep coming home. But how, hard, how about when you're in the minor leagues? Because you hear all these horror stories or even fun stories of what minor league life like was like. Bus rides and seedy hotels. And mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah. Do you have any story like that from your minor league parts of your career? Uh, I, had, I had good one, man. I, I didn't have to struggle as much. We had long bus trips. But, I mean, that's just part of the minor league grind. Um, Either, yeah, you kind of, you have to accept it or not. You got to enjoy it, love it. Um, but, yeah, the group of, the groups that I came up with were great. Uh, you know, a lot of them are in the big leagues now with other teams. Uh, so we had a good ball team. So, um, you know, winning helps a lot with the travel and everything. But, um, I mean, thankfully that you're younger at that point. Yeah. So you don't need as much rest. Uh, but, yeah, it can be a grind. But, yeah, baseball... Baseball's so mental, man. You just, like, you know, I had that bad outing yesterday. You, you, it happens, it happens, and you forget, and you move on, you get another opportunity, and I get another opportunity in four days. Uh, Chichi Gonzalez of the Rockies with us, Boca Raton native, and uh, Coquel uh, coached him on JV when he was uh, when I he was, was a Boca varsity Raton. assistant. That's what Chichi's <laughs> trying to badmouth my career. I was JV the year before. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I do want to, because I'm fascinated by this whole thing, um, the, the, the high school 
drafted baseball player. You did get drafted uh, after your your high school career ended at Boca Raton, but you opted to go the college route to Oral Roberts before you went into the majors. What is that like? I mean, you're 17, 18 years old. You're talking with scouts. You're talking money at that point. Uh, and you have to make a decision. Do I go to the minors or, and take that money, or do I go to college? What is that like? Yeah, I mean, it was a new experience. Um, it's definitely prepared me when I was drafted again in college. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just wanted the best opportunity to play. And I didn't really care if it was in the minors or uh, in college. But, you know, I was thankful that I was able to go to college, start my uh, degree and everything. Uh, you know, I, I, I got uh, experience college, grew up a little bit just because I was away from home. Um, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything, but... Yeah, it was it was a weird situation, but I just I just try to stick to what I knew it was, and it was to play baseball. So the biggest story in baseball right now involves pitchers, and that's with the spider tack and other grip things. And I'm not trying to trap you with you know me long enough. I'm not trying to trap you with a question, but how much does having extra grip on the ball really change how well you can throw a baseball? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's, it changes the game. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the new story going around with. Uh, I think umpires are going to be able to check pitchers uh, before they throw a ball. It used to be managers. If they wanted to complain, they would. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to, MLB's cracking down on it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just the part of the game now. You know, balls, they, they uh, earlier in this year, I guess in spring training, they mentioned about how they changed the balls, which is strange. Um, but, yeah, it's just another little thing that MLB's throwing at pitchers to uh, – I guess try to change the game again. Yeah. Do, do you, I mean, if did the majority of pitchers use that, do you think, in Major League Baseball, use something to help the grip? I think so. Yeah, I mean, they give us, they give us rosin uh, to yeah. try to help out that. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a hard, hard in between on how much to use of rosin and how much not to use. Uh, but, yeah, for sure, these balls are slick. Yeah. They're harder. They fly further. Bats are harder. Guys are stronger. Um, it's just the evolution of the game, I guess. So, uh, you know, if you just try to get a little advantage, and if it's to help grip the, grip the ball a little better to control their pitches, essentially, so no one gets hurt, you know, that's what they're going to do. Um, but, yeah, I think that's just, a, that's just a thing going around right now. All right, Chicho, you've always been a confident kid since you were 14 years old with your braces. You hung out with all the older kids. Didn't, you weren't scared of the moment at all. What was the moment where you were in the pros, you got up on the hill, you looked down, and you saw someone and were like, oh, bleep, I'm facing him? <laughs> uh, definitely when I, yeah, it, when I faced Mike Trout. That'll yeah, do it. When I was with the Rangers, yeah, man. He's, he's uh, and even when I'm hitting against the Grom as well. <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah, I got to, I got this year, I got to have a little start against him, and he struck me out with uh, 101 at the top of the zone. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that, easy yeah, definitely, definitely get, yeah, definitely getting in the box against that guy was kind of of a of an eye opening experience. Like, what did you know, he do? Did, the first time, the first time you faced him, what did Trout do against you? Trout, I, I, I think I got him out, but he hit it like a bullet, like one oh <laughs> one hundred and ten to center field or something like that, right on our center fielder. Wait, you'll take what you can get, man. Was there a strikeout? Oh, yeah, for sure. Was there a strikeout where yeah. you just wanted to send everybody a text message or a video of it, and you were like, all right, how do I uh, show this on social media where it doesn't look like I'm showing off a little bit, 
But there has to be someone <laughs> you took down that you're like, yes, everyone needs to see this. I don't get any strikeouts, so uh, I'm not. I'm used to not getting any. So, uh, but no, I, I did yesterday. I t- I punched out the the their starter. I think three times or something, and I posted a little video of that. <laughs> That's hey. There's nothing wrong with cherry picking the good moments from yesterday. That is exactly. Not, when it comes to a major league clubhouse, how different are pitchers and position players? How much intermingling goes on there, or or are, are pitchers just a different breed from the guys with the bats? For sure, Start, starters get to hit in the National League, so we, we communicate a little bit more with the hitters just to see, you know, what they see when they're batting. But yeah, I mean, that's just the world. It's it's pitchers hang out with pitchers and position players with uh, position players. Um, yeah, they don't like pitchers. You know, their their job is to get them out. So yeah, there's there's a little I guess separation in the clubhouse. But when it comes to our team, we're all friendly to each other. We're good teammates. Uh, we love each other. We try to play the best defense and offense as we can because at bottom line, we're just trying to win a game. All right, geez, this is my last question for you because I'm going to start a petition. I think because you have to pitch in Colorado, in Denver, the high altitude, I think you should be able to use Gorilla Glue, Spider Tack, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of funny when you're saying that. But, uh, yeah, the ball does fly there, man, you know. Uh, high elevation, the air's thinner. Especially now, summertime, it's going to fly. But, I mean, there's other ballparks that the ball, the ball flies as well. Um, but, yeah, it'd be cool if they make it illegal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and what, but, we'll do, yeah. what we'll do, Chi-Chi, out of the goodness of our hearts, because we appreciate you, we're going to send you that Gorilla Glue. We're going to send you some spider tag. You decide whether or not you want to use it and, and see if you can beat the system, but we'll at least provide it for you, okay? Yeah, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> and if you get suspended, plug our show podcast in the yeah, post game media. Yeah, say, That's these, all we want. say these idiots in West Palm sent this to me, and say we're on at noon every day, and then blame us. That's fine. We'll take any pub in that spot. So, how about you guys send it? I'll have it signed, and then I'll send it yeah, back. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect. excellent. Well done. <laughs> well, that's a great thought, Chi Chi. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for hanging out with us, and uh, uh, here's to getting back on the horse and uh, and having a good uh, rest of the season. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, guys. All right, Chi-Chi Gonzalez, Boca Raton native and Colorado Rockies righty with us here on Ken LeVick Alive featuring Coquel. If you missed any part of that, subscribe to the Ken LeVick Alive featuring Coquel podcast wherever you get your podcast, and uh, go ahead and rate it and have it right to your phone every day. Let's take a break. Let's get out of here. And when we come back, a chance for you to win a $50 gift card. gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. We are doing a little college football playoff trivia. Stormhouse Trivia, $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing on the line. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. What's on tap is brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing is a South Florida-inspired brew pub focusing on great beers, tasty food, and creating a unique atmosphere for all to enjoy. And you're not going to want to miss the Euros. They kick off today. To me, to me, it's the greatest soccer tournament in the world. I know that we tend to gravitate towards the World Cup, but the Euros, that's big time. And Stormhouse Brewing is where you're going to want to watch the Euros. So what's on tap this weekend? Wales and Switzerland tomorrow. Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. And then on Sunday, England has Croatia. 
Austria and North Macedonia and the Netherlands and Ukraine. Watch all of those matches at Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, right off of US 1, a half mile south of PGA Boulevard in the Crystal Cove Commons. You can't miss it, and you can't miss the delicious in-home brewed craft beers and the full gastropub menu at Stormhouse Brewing. Cocal, I think it's safe to say, and we were there this week, it is taking over North Palm Beach. It is a craft brewery with a full menu. It's you just spot. don't find that. It is the spot. Stormhouse Brewing. Check out the Euros. It's on. Uh, it's what's on tap this weekend. Stormhouse Brewing, US 1, Crystal Cove Commons, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. That is Stormhouse Brewing, and uh, they're big soccer guys over there. If you're a soccer fan, Stormhouse Brewing is where you need to be for the Euro Tournament. Uh, let's get to our question. Some Stormhouse trivia. $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. $50, $50 gift card. And here is our Stormhouse trivia and your chance to win. It's a little college football playoff-related trivia. Alabama and Clemson have won five of the seven college football playoff national championships. Alabama and Clemson have won five of the seven college football playoff national championships. Name the other two champions in the college football playoff era. They have to name both. Name both of them. Not one of the two, but both. Name the other two college football playoff champions other than Alabama and Clemson. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Name the other two college football playoff champions other than Alabama and Clemson. And why do you need to figure out both? Why do you need to tell me both? Because it's $50, damn it, and you have to earn it. And uh, you want to make sure, too, that uh, you are, you're fully... It makes you feel better when you're eating off the gastropub menu and drinking and using those gift cards when you name both of the teams and not just one at Stormhouse Brewing. EDS Air Conditioning, and I was talking uh, with my dad, who's down here. My daughter has her fifth birthday party on Sunday, and my dad gets down, and he's saying, God, it is so hot down here. It is ridiculous. The air is heavy. And I'm like, Dad... Yeah, this is the summer. This is the summer in South Florida. And I know that we have a lot of transplants and a lot of people that have moved down here over the last couple of months. Welcome to summer. It is unbearable. You know what's even more unbearable? It's if your air conditioning goes out in your home or in your condo or in your apartment. It is the worst. And that's why you need someone dependable. It's why you need a company that's been doing it for a long time. And that's EDS. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. That's how you get a hold of them. EDSairconditioning.com. Find out and have your plan. Have your plan in case something bad happens to your AC. It's family-owned and operated, residential and commercial services, EDS Air Conditioning. They also take care of your plumbing services as well. But with EDS, you're talking service and maintenance, new system installs, indoor air quality, the interior plumbing and water heaters, maintenance plans as well. I said they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, 15 years to be exact. They have been serving Palm Beach County in South Florida since 2006. Oh, but when I call to get my AC serviced, uh, I have to wait a day or two. No, 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 no. Not with EDS. They are putting together service window times convenient to you to try and work around your schedule so that 
you don't have to work around theirs. That's what EDS is doing for its customers. The customers are family, licensed and insured. It's a drug-free workplace. You can trust them at EDS. They're a trained comfort specialist. It means they're the real deal. It's hard to stop a train. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com or call 561-316-8799. Have your AC plan. EDS is yes. College football playoff trivia, $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing on the line. Alabama and Clemson have won five of the seven college football playoff national championships. Name the other two champions. Let's start with Mike and Boynton. Mike, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Who are the other two college football playoff champions? Mike. Hello? Mike, you hear me? Mike, going once. Hello? Mike, do you hear me? And he does not hear me. Let's go to Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo, name the other two college football playoff champions not named Alabama or Clemson. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my, my, the other two are FSU and LSU. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. The first FSU, one, LSU. College football playoff? They won in 2014, and then LSU won in 2020. That was the BCS. Let's go to Laz in Lake Worth. Laz, the other two college football playoff champions. Ohio State Buckeyes and Georgia Bulldogs. That is incorrect. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mark in Pompano. Mark, who are the other two? It's the Ohio State Buckeyes and the LSU Tigers. That is correct. We have a winner. Florida State. Let's go. Florida State won the final BCS championship ever played. They lost to Oregon in the semifinals of the first college football playoff. And uh, Georgia made a college football playoff national championship game, but never won it. Lost to Alabama. That was Tua to Jalen Waddell. Congratulations, Mark. You got it correct with Ohio State, who won the first, and LSU, who won two years ago. You have a $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. Congrats, bud. Let's go, Mark. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good week. Yeah, you too. You too. Uh, and that'll be a wrap for us here for uh, a, a great week of Ken Levick Alive, if I may say so myself. Don't forget to check out the podcast. And please have a good weekend, okay? Just have a good damn weekend. And even if you're not a soccer fan, I'm a soccer nerd, and I encourage you, check out the Euros. Check out the Euro tournament because it is awesome sports theater. Want to thank Chi Chi Gonzalez of the Colorado Rockies for uh, hanging out with us on this Friday. For Coquel, I'm Ken Levicka. We have been live on ESPN 1063. Have a great weekend, everybody.